thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for taking the time to join us. And I know this, when we give time to the Word, it gives us more than time back. It, I mean, it accelerates us in even how, how our time is, how it bears fruit. Amen. So thank you for joining us. And we're expecting God to for you to hear answers, he, for him to give you light on what you need help in. Amen. And uh, we count it a joy to get to come into your home today. Uh, we've been taking the last several episodes and ministering a certain direction that um, is so important for every believer to understand. Yes. And that is how do we always receive? Yeah. Always, always, not just always. sometimes, but always receive because really that's what God intends that we always receive. And really that's what his word will always produce if we always cooperate with that word. Amen. And so if God is not okay with us, not always receiving, we shouldn't be okay with not always receiving. It's not to be a hit and miss situation. It is to be skill with the word so that we always are doing our part to add our faith and our doing to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. If we aren't getting results, it's an invitation to know more. Amen. Amen. Uh, First of all, to always receive, we have to know if something is the will of God. If we don't know it's the will of God, we don't have any basis for faith. So for faith to work, it has to have, it has to know what God's will is or there's nothing for it to hold to. Um, Then not only do we have to know the will of God, we have to know the ways God accomplishes his will. And we have to cooperate with those ways. Something doesn't just happen because it's God's will. I mean, it's God's will that everyone gets saved, but not everyone gets saved. Why? Because they don't cooperate with the ways of God. Um, so we have to not only know his will, but his ways and faith is not just interested in the will of God. It's interested in discovering the ways that God fulfills that will. Amen. You know, let's bring it on down home. Uh, let me put it this way. If we know, and I I, I don't imply anything to anybody. (laughs) Let's just point to me. If we know we want to lose weight, See, I just said it. I just said it. (laughs) Can't believe I said it, can you? If we know we want to lose weight, it's not enough to know. I want to lose weight. You won't lose weight because you know you want to lose weight. You can know that it's your will to lose weight, but you got to have a way. (laughs) 
right? If you don't know the ways of losing weight, it doesn't matter that you have a will to lose weight. You've got to learn the ways. You can't just sit there and eat ketchup Doritos, right? (laughs) I say that because that's what we've been eating a little. No, we, yeah, we. Uh, (laughs) Somebody gave us a treat. Anyway, you can't just sit and eat all the stuff that put it on and then keep eating all the stuff that put it on and then say, it's my will to not lose weight anymore. Well, you ha- your weights have to line up with your will. Yeah. Amen. Amen, right? Yeah. Well, we'll get off that. How about, how about we move that along? So, but you know what I'm talking about. Ways are important. If ways are not, are not abided by, you'll never arrive at what you desire. It's the same thing with God. If we don't learn his ways, what he wills for us will not come into fruition as it ought to, although it belongs to us. God's best belongs to us. And so we have to not just say, it's good to know God wants us healed, but we got to know the ways to receive that healing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's what we've been looking at. And if you weren't able to join us for the previous episodes, go back and watch those because we want you to come up to speed with us on where where we're at on this. Go with us again. We've been looking at the passage in Psalm chapter 95, and uh, this is verse 10, and it's the Amplified Classic translation. God was speaking about the Hebrews that were delivered out of Egypt. He delivered them out so he could bring them into a land of their own. But we know this, they wandered for 40 years, that first generation, and they died never arriving. They lived their life wandering. Um, God says this in verse 10, 40 years long was I grieved and disgusted with that generation. And I said, it is a people that do err in their hearts. Now he's going to tell why he was disgusted, why he was grieved, and why they erred. They did not approve, acknowledge, or regard my ways. So God had a way of them, a way for them to arrive, but they didn't care what his ways were. Uh, He said, because they disregarded did not acknowledge and did not accept or approve his ways. He said, wherefore, I swore in my wrath that they would not enter my rest, the land of promise. Is that God's fault? No, it's their fault because they didn't honor that God had ways. Remember what Isaiah said. He said, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher than our ways. To to take on God's ways, we have to take on God's way of thinking. We have to take on his thoughts. Many times people just want God to adapt himself to them when it's our privilege to adapt ourselves to him. Adapt ourselves to the word. We can't change the word to suit us. And yes, he loves us, but that's no sign that he will change his word to suit us. And many times people think that sometimes their their case is special. It is special. It's special enough for the word. (laughs) You have to do the word like everyone else. And we're not dismissed from the word because the word is his ways. To go to his word, we find out his will and we find out his ways. His ways give us access to his will. You understand that? So um, in saying that, these are some of the things that we've discussed in detail in the previous episodes, but let's go on and let's take this on into the, the truth of divine healing, okay? God's will 
concerning healing, we find the foundational scriptures. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4. And it reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now I'm going to change this real quick to the Amplified Classic translation. And it says, Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So that is a foundational scripture showing us the will of God of what transpired so that that healing could belong to us. Then we can see what Matthew 8 chapter chapter 8 and verse 17 said. That's another foundational scripture regarding healing that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Then we go over to 1 Peter chapter 2 24 that reads, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes she were healed. So all of these are foundational scriptures that declare to us and reveal to us the will of God concerning healing. Now, healing is always God's will yes. for everyone. Yes. That's right. You understand that? It is always His will. He's already established it. He's not changing. Healing is His will. Does everyone receive healing? No. Can they? Yes. Do they? No. Why? It's not on God's side. It's on our side. We have to learn the ways of God if we're going to receive His will of healing. Amen. God so longs for his children to receive the healing that Jesus purchased for us. So he provided seven different methods that we find in the way, the seven different ways whereby we can receive healing. Think of that. He didn't just prescribe one way and say, if everybody can't get on, you're done. He knows that people are at all different levels of faith. They're all at all different places in the development of their faith. So he has provided these ways that no matter what development of faith you're at, you can get on to that healing flow, receive of that healing flow, whether you're a baby Christian, whether you've been walking with God for years, whether you've just, no matter what level of spiritual development you're at. Now, know this, that it's the will of God to be healed, but it's always a, a way of God that, that uh, pertains to every arena of our life is faith. Yes. Faith is a way yes. of God right. Right. that we have to exercise our faith, whether it's the prosperity arena, whether it's the healing arena, whether it's the marriage arena, whether it's regarding our business, Faith is, the, is one way that always has to be implemented. We can't go the worry way and arrive at fulfilling of God's will. 
Amen. We can't go the fear way. We have to go the faith way. Yes. So faith is always the way of God. But there are other things that we have to consider and look at that God reveals to cooperate with him so that we can arrive at his will. Now, we make a mistake sometimes of thinking God only heals one way. He does not heal one way. Some people think, well, and people that are untaught will think, well, if God wants me healed, then he'll heal me. That means that he'll just show up in some dramatic way. They'll be healed. And if they don't get healed that way, then healing's not for me. We'll see they don't understand that there are ways. There are methods that we can receive healing. To get greater results with receiving healing or ministering healing, we need to learn the ways. We have to be interested enough in what the Word teaches. Amen. Amen. Now, the Spirit will guide us into which method is best at that time for us. Not only that, He will guide us in the best way to, the best method to use to minister to someone else. Because people, uh, as I said, they're at all different levels of spiritual development. And sometimes their faith can hook on at a certain level, but can't hook on at another level. No, pro- no problem. We, we have multiple ways that they can receive healing and still arrive. And they're all, they're all scripturally based. Uh, one minister asked Dad Hagen. Now, Dad Hagen was our spiritual father, and he was um, an emphasis of his ministry was healing, divine healing. He had what we would call a healing school. And I believe their ministry still conducts that today. But uh, somebody who was working in healing school said to Dad Hagen one time, said, we're teaching healing to people and some people are receiving that teaching and receiving their healing, but not everyone is receiving healing. And they said to him, what can we do to get greater results? And he said, well, you're only ministering by one method. He said, if you're going to make healing, uh, if I could say this, put it on a level where everyone can receive, you've got to employ all the methods of healing. So that's what I want to talk about today and maybe going forward, we'll see how many episodes talking about the different methods of healing. Why? Because they're the ways of God. Amen. And as I said, the Spirit of God will guide us into which way to employ even for ourselves or for someone else. That's why you don't want to leave the counsel of the Spirit out. I don't just grab a way and run with it. I look to the Spirit, which way? Which one of these two employee that's going to help this person receive? Amen. Where can their faith best hook on? Because we're at all different levels. Now, I'm going to real quickly give a complete list of all the ways that the Bible lists. Then we're going to go back and do some more teaching on each of these ways. So if if you can get you something to take notes with, uh, number one, the, one of the first methods, use the name of Jesus. Demand in the name of Jesus that, that, that sickness and disease leave, leave the body of that sick one. Demand it in the name. Number two, we can pray for healing to the Father in the name of Jesus. Number three, we can pray the prayer of agreement. That means two people agreeing together for the healing of someone. Uh, The fourth one is through anointing with oil. Now we'll go back and we'll talk about that. Then through the laying on of hands. That's a method. 
then through the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, that's a method, gifts of healing operating. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last way, know that healing belongs to you. You just know you have knowledge of the word and you're not necessarily praying. You're just walking in the light of what belongs to you in Christ. So let's take a moment and let's start with the first method. How about that? Why? Because we want to know, we want to become skillful with all the different ways. Why? Because then we'll get greater results. So method number one, use the name of Jesus. Demand in that name that disease and sickness leave. Amen. Amen. Can you do that for yourself? Yes, you can. Can you use that for someone else? Yes, you can. Amen. So hands are not, we're not even, we're not even talking about hands being laid on someone. You're just using your words. You're using your authority. So let's go to Acts chapter three, Acts chapter three, and let's see this employed, this method. Acts chapter three, verse one, it reads, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. Now this is not a scripture to enforce poverty doctrine. He's just saying, I don't have any money on me right now. Have you ever, have you ever left your house and not, not taken your wallet and didn't have any money on you? Sure, that's what he's saying. He's, he's going to the temple to pray. He's not thinking about, you know, his income and money and getting his wallet. He's just saying, silver and gold have I none. I don't have it on me. But he said, but I do have something else on me. Oh. But such as I have, give I thee. Notice this, you can't give something to, that you can't give to someone else what you don't have. That's right. That's right. So we need to understand these methods so we can give these to someone else. So he said, such as I have, give I thee. And then he tells him what he has in the name. He has the name of Jesus. Can I tell you this? You have the name of Jesus. You are authorized with that name. You had the power of attorney with that name. That in his absence, because he's not here physically on the earth, but he, can, he, he uh, authorizes you to conduct business in the authority of that name. Amen. So this is what Peter and John were demonstrating that day. They were employing this way of healing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took this man by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So we see that name doing its divine work. But you have to believe in that name. Because this is a way that healing power can be ministered to the sick. Amen. Then let's go to Acts chapter three. We're in the same chapter, but go down to verse 16. Peter declared to the people present because see, not everyone rejoiced when this lame man got up and walked. Um, The lame man was walking, leaping and praising God, but the religious leaders weren't walking, leaping and praising God. 
So they called Peter and John on the carpet, so to speak. They don't like that this has happened. Why? Because they don't like another name being brought to the forefront. So they, Peter declared to the people present because they called him up on the carpet and said, uh, and his name, through faith in his name. See, there's, your, there's faith is always a way of God. Always a way of God. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which is by him hath given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So the name did it. The name did it. Take the authority of that name and use it. Amen. Amen. Then Acts chapter 4, verse 10, Peter declared to these religious leaders when they were called on the carpet, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. That was done by the name. Amen. So in verse 18, Acts chapter 4, verse 18, the religious leaders threatened them and they called them and commanded them. So he called Peter and John and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. So what do we see? The devil's afraid of the name. Amen. Amen. Why? Because in the name power flows. In the name, healing is worked. In the name, miracles are received. In the name, answers are received. Amen. This shows that the devil hates that name. What's that mean? We're going to use that name. (laughs) Now, why does the devil hate that name? Go with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Philippians 2 and verse 9, it reads, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and has given him a name, which by every name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Look at that. Every realm acknowledges that name. Every realm is subject to that name. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every sickness and disease must bow at that name. Every demon must obey that name. When we understand all the power and authority that belongs to that name, we will exercise it boldly, expecting things to change. When we use the name, things start changing right then. Amen. 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 Not just when the answer is complete in its manifestation, but that name begins to do its wonder-working work when faith in that name is applied. Amen. They didn't lay hands on that man. They didn't pray for him. They just demanded. Not demanding it of God, but demanding that that Satan take his hands off that man's situation. They they didn't even mention the devil. (laughs) Not worthy. 
He's not worthy. They just knew that the name was above every sickness. They knew that the name was above every disease and they put a demand on the power that's in the name. Amen. We need to recognize something that's recorded. Let's look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Talking about these same religious leaders who were threatening Peter and John for ministering to this man. It says in Acts 4, 13, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned, they were ignorant men. What's that mean? The religious leaders saying, we're educated, you're not. Uh So they, they recognized these were not men with higher education through the academic channels. And it says, and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. Why did they marvel? They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. When you take time with Jesus, that name means more to you. There comes an unfolding of what is invested in that name when you take time with the one the name belongs to. Amen. The disciples had this revelation and skill with the name because they had spent time with him. So it's not just hearing me say it, but it's you taking time. Yes, that name belongs to you, but as you take time, the boldness and the surety and the certainty of your faith is so, uh, it's so certain at what will happen when you use that name. Amen. Use the name of Jesus when praying for the salvation of a loved one. Amen. Tell Satan in the name of Jesus, you take your hand off their life. You take your hand off their mind. Amen. It's not accurate to pray for God to save someone when he's already sent Jesus. It's accurate to tell the devil to take his hands off that unsaved one. Amen. Well, I tell you what, we're going to come back and we're going to start there next time because there's so much to say because in that name, salvation is worked. In that name, healing is worked. In that name, victory is won. In that name, that's a, that's a way of God. Amen. Um, the reason we can come and spend this time with you today and every, every weekday is because of one reason. Uh, Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Copeland Ministries has gifted this airtime to us. They've sown it into our ministry. And uh, that means there is no charge to us for this airtime. And what an honor that they would entrust us with this time. The generosity of this seed is amazing to us. I'm a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Our ministry is a partner. And many in our congregation are partners with Kenneth Copeland Ministries because when we partner with him, we're able to keep sending this word into the homes of people who need it for 24 hours a day. Even people who don't know they need it will find it. Amen. I ask you, if you're not already a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, pray about becoming a partner today. And you can go to kcm.org and sign up for that. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. 
If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at TheFrameMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual camp meeting here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, June 12th through the 16th. Speakers include Nancy Dufresne, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Savell, and Bill Winston. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible. Thank you.